Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Dale Green was like, your hands are great, man, but your feet are better. And I'm like, what, what do you mean? Like, what? Mm-hmm. He's like, man, you're sitting here trying to punch everybody, but your feet are stuck in sand. It is what it is, man. That's one I definitely think I should have won. I don't cry about awards. It doesn't make or break me. Mm-hmm. But 10 picks as a corner, man. come on. Yeah, I think the situation that propelled him to start was because we sucked. Yo, welcome to All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson and Bryant McFadden, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. The name says it all. If you like what you hear, make sure you leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. You can also watch us on YouTube. Just visit youtube.com slash allthingscovered. So make sure you subscribe and turn on your alerts so you can get the show right away. Pat P, what are we going to cover on this episode? Hey, yo, Mac, I'm, I'm kind of hyped about this one, man. We get oh, to talk man. to one of the greatest to do it oh, for at real position. Goat. Oh, for real yeah. go. Yeah, man. Also, he's a member of the SEC as well. So we will have, you know, like we said, one of the greatest to ever do it at our position. Champ mm. Bailey will be joining the show with us soon. Stay tuned. Get your to popcorn. All the great conversation. Maybe you might even get a little bit of insight on how to be great. Stay tuned. Get your popcorn. First quarter of our show, it's time to chop it up. But this chopping up segment is a little different. We're going to talk about the here and now. And the here and now for our very own Pat P. Oh, by the way, hold on. Just say, look at my guy. Look at my guy, Gaten, man. Look at, <laughs> look at that. Look at this, man. Look you what got that said today. I got that said. Authentic. <laughs> this ain't no soft number. This is real. This this that, hard this, that, that hard number. This ain't no soft. This ain't the replica. <laughs> you know, when you go get a jersey, you can't get the replica that fold easily. You got to get the hard number. That's when you know you're authentic. <laughs> you I was going to wear the number. Yeah, I was going to try to wear it, but this is like a game-worn jersey. It was going to actually fit like a halter top, so I couldn't really put it on. I didn't know if that was appropriate. <laughs> but I got my, my guy came and laced me up real decent, real decent, real decent. <laughs> so with this jersey, and I don't know if you guys have been following Pat P on social media, make sure you follow him. He's been giving us little, little ins and outs of what is going on in Minnesota. They're currently in OTA practices, and mm. I've been hearing the majority of the guys have been in attendance there for the Vikings, which is a good sign. Before we get into the ins and outs of OTAs, there was a video that the Vikings social media page Instagram put out for us to see on their story. Make sure you follow the Vikings Instagram page also. Show of Pat P coming out of the locker room with that white number seven on, and he had a helmet in his hand. I think it was the right <laughs> hand. He had a helmet. Had you know, last week, remember last week on our show, you fans of our show, you know, I, I, was, I, was, I was talking to Pat about since he went back to his High school college number is only right to go back to that, that helmet, that swagged out helmet, the, the, the shuts, the shuts, right? Yeah, shuts. So, Pat P, and you personally, you sent me a text of the video talking about, check this out, check this out. <laughs> hey, man, so what was, what, so, so you went back to your old school helmet with the visor? Yeah, I'm going back to the old school, man. Oh, man. Hey, Pat, please tell the people what I text you. You remember what I text you? Uh, when you sent me the video and I looked at the video, what was my oh. response? You remember what I said? <laughs> tell them what I said, Pat. Let them know what I said. 
I'm going to go back and I'm going to read it by Bader. Let me go yeah, let them know what I said. Let them know what Max he said. said. He said, yes, sir. It's ass cutting time now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know what the time is now. Yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. sir. Yeah, it's go time, man. I, I, I went. I, I took your advice, man. I said, yeah, let me go. I'm gonna go ahead and put the shut back. And on. you had that vibe. You had a hey. nice vibe on that thing too, right? Yeah, that thing had that little light purple tint on. Hey, that mm. thing. Mm. Hey, but Mac. So I go. I go up to Dennis. I was like, man, Dennis, man. You know, I think I want to make the trade, the change back to my um to my old helmet. Yeah. He was like, ah, P. Mm. This thing is at the bottom of the uh the helmet thing. I was like, oh man. I said, let me let me at least try it on. Let me let me, you know what I mean? Let me go out there and practice and see if I like it. You know what I mean? I, if I get dinged up, I I change back to it. Man, I put the thing back on, man. It felt like it was man, it, it, you know, you got mm-hmm. I got them tempered uh mattress uh pillows at the house, right? So you know, mm-hmm. you lay in there, feel it's, mm-hmm. it just just fall yeah. right on in there, soft. Yeah, I said, oh yeah, she's she's staying on, she's staying on. <laughs> <laughs> it hit different, it hit different. I told no you. Then when you look in the mirror, because you know, for us DBs, we always got to look at our uniform before we step out, even if it's a day we just got on helmets. We right. always got to look at ourselves before we walk on the football field. I know when you looked at yourself with that that purple tint, <laughs> <laughs> I sent you that text. I said, yes, sir. You know what time yes, it is. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's time to go, man. Nah, man, it's, it, it felt good today. It felt good moving around in the helmet today, being on the grass. You know, so, yeah, I'm just looking forward to, you know, helping this team in uh, as many ways as I can. What, what's, what's it like for you, you know, being a part of, a, of one organization where for 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you dealt with coaching change in AZ, but what's mm-hmm. this like, what, what is it like for you, you know, getting acclimated to a new franchise, new practice facility, new practice fields, along with a new defense? Um, well, the defense is not really an obstacle for me to to have to hurdle over, you know, you know, I love ball. So, you know, I love, I know concepts. I know defense. The biggest thing is just understanding the different terminology. But for the most part, you know, it's still, it's the same to me. You know, it's all football. It's all ball, man. You know, because, you know, that's all I love doing. I love strapping up my cleats, going out there, putting on a, a damn good performance. And that's all that matters to me, no matter what helmet that I'm playing, playing in. You know, yeah, I had a good time there in Arizona. And, you know, the time, you know, time was ran up short. But I'm still on the field, you know, I'm mm-hmm. still in between the lines and that's what matters to me, you know, so, you know, and you know me as well, Mac, I'm a, I'm a people's person. So me getting acclimated with new people, that's that was the least of my concerns, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you know, I love everything around here, the the, the atmosphere, the, the culture, the coaching staff, um, the ownership, the building, everything is just top notch. No doubt. That's, that's dope. That's dope. Mm-hmm. And and talking about being a people person, you know, what has been your early takeaways with the team? You know, being on the grass and, and seeing, granted, the entire team has not been there, but mm-hmm. the majority of the guys are there. What what have been your early takeaways uh, with what you've seen, what you've seen so far? Man, everybody's just super cool, man. You know, everybody, you know, once we step out on the on the football field and not saying that this was the case in Arizona, it's, you know, it's all about football. You know, you know, it reminds me a lot, a lot of that, you know, the locker rooms that we had that I've been around in the past, you know, play golf with Adam Harrison, Kurt mm-hmm. and a couple other guys, um, you know, get opportunity to, uh, you know, talk to other guys about their family, you know, Mackenzie, Cam four you know dalvin cook you know so the list goes on so getting the opportunity just to to sit down and, and just learn a little bit 
about, you know, the new teammates and just seeing how they move around. You know, these guys, you know, it's the reason why they're here. And, you know, you know, Coach Zim and uh, Rick, you know, they do a great job of making sure that they get the right guys in here that can not only perform the things that they, that they need, that, that, that they want them to, uh, to accomplish on the field, but also being good people, you know, because being good people to me go a little bit further than just being uh, an awesome athlete. And talking about that secondary, yeah, you got you got a dog in that secondary with you, Har- Harrison Smith. Yeah, who don't play yeah, the radio? So he don't no play around. He'll, he'll bite your head <laughs> off. So, ooh, ooh, y'all got some man. Yeah, yeah man. That, that defense, y'all. You just named some players, man. If y'all boys stay healthy. Yeah, I ain't even. I mean, I ain't even. You know, name. You know, the freaking. You know, the linebackers that we got with Bar. Uh, Eric. Yeah, Bar, Eric. No question. Um, you know, and up front, we got some monsters up front. Hunter. Yeah, right. man. Hey, show them boys that text message I sent. You know what time? What time it is? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what time it is? Yes, yes sir. sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, so last question for you before we transition to has Pat heard? Mm-hmm. All right, going back a year ago, very same time, things were so different. You know what I mean? Yep. The stability or the lack thereof was well documented. But it's a little different now with protocols changing. You know, people getting vaccinated. You know, how normal do things feel right now for you? You know, being around the guys, I don't know. Do you still need to wear a mask when you're not, you know, wearing your helmet? You know, how normal does it feel now compared to last year? Um, Everything is pretty much the same as of right now. Um, you still got to get know, tested? Yeah, if, you, if you're not fully vaccinated, you have to get tested every every day. Every day? Every day. So I, I, I still have to get tested, too, because I only got, you know, the first dosage. So yeah. after I get my second dosage, I I wouldn't have to wear my mask. I wouldn't have to oh, you know, okay. get tested gotcha. every day. So for the most part, everything is still the same, you know, because I don't that, believe that thing up your nose. Yeah, I don't believe everybody is uh is uh fully vaccinated. If I'm not mistaken, I'm sure there may maybe a couple guys, mm-hmm. but yeah, for the most part, yeah, we still have to follow the same protocols. Make sure we have our mask on, you know, in the building, you know, walking around in the cafeteria. So mm-hmm. everything's pretty much still the same. Yeah, well, there you have it. Pat Pete and Minnesota Vikings jersey. Y'all make sure y'all go support Damn. my guy, man. Look, look at the look at the, the thread, the stitch. Hey man, you see the stitching? Hey, I need yeah, I need all the NFL fans to go out yeah. there and get my jersey. I want my job to be like Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow, number one. Oh, yeah, I want mine to be number one jersey still, man. Come on, all things well, well, covered. Well, how about you go away for the game for six, seven years and then come back? That might get you number one. That's what Tim. It won't happen. <laughs> I mean, it still won't happen. I'm not an offensive player. You know, that's what, you know, that's what them people like. Man. Like, no, you like, know what you like need to do, Pat Pick? We the, we the you, got that, you got that new shirt on, go get you seven picks, return six for a touchdown. Oh, man. man you can that's... name, you can name your price. <laughs> Great. Walk in with a blank check. Name your price. Let that right. manifest to you. Seven picks. Let that sizzle in your spirit. Six pick sixes. God dang it. Pat yeah, that'd be crazy. <laughs> you know what? We got the goat coming on, so we can talk about his experience because he had ten one year. Hey, and I remember it was man, it was one year. I got to pull this up. I think it was one year, bro. Champ gave up. I think it was Zero. like twenty. No, twenty-one pat, uh, twenty-one catches or something like that, bro. Yeah, that, that might be the same year he had ten because he's had, he gave up zero touchdowns. Yeah, he gave up. He was, I, he was playing on all man might level. even be lower. He was playing on all man level. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, y'all make sure, man. We got a real goat. We ain't got a little bad. That's a sheep. Bad. <laughs> What's time the goat make? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what's time a goat make. I know a sheep make bad. 
I, I don't know, man. Pat, you got you get embarrassed. You man. don't make no noise, I don't think, huh? I don't know. I need to ask my little boy. My little boy you know all about animals. <laughs> I don't know. But I know we ain't got no <laughs> We ain't got one of them. No, we got the goat. Yeah, I'll stay tuned, man. Stay tuned. Yeah, man. Now it's time for your favorite part of the show. You know what? Every part of the show is your favorite part. But here's where we tap in to pass Pat Hurd. Pat's overall record so Mighty far. bad this week, man. I'm oh, well, you right looking now. for an excuse. You looking for an excuse already, y'all here. <laughs> hey, his record so far, out of 51 questions, he's he's got 34 right. Uh, sixty. That's 67%, so he's well above 50%. Stories that he's heard before, we told him last week. So he got three out of five. So the, what the committee did was, you had a few halves. You know, you got part of the question right. So the committee basically kind of gave you they, de- they added half together, which kind of gave you one. So you were three out of okay. five last week. So the first okay. question for you, which member of that outstanding 2011 draft class has said Julio Jones? Plan- oh. <laughs> Dang. That was too easy. We gave you a bunny. He didn't even let me finish. You heard that committee? See? That's what happened. All right. <laughs> so this is another question outside of that. You got the first one right. Let me jot that down. Yeah. But what's it like seeing so many members of your draft class, you know, move to different destinations? You got A.J. Green and J.J. playing in Arizona. Yeah. Pat, you with the Vikings. Julio's on the trade block, allegedly. Alden Smith on the move again. He's with Seattle. Ryan Kerrigan to the Eagles. Mike Pouncey and Anthony Costanzo retired. Mm-hmm. You know, what's it like seeing so many members of that draft class, you know, playing in different, different organizations? I mean, you know, there's, you know, this time this for great players, you know, especially how the league is, you know, want to be young. They, they, they're just trying to find ways to to get younger guys in there. And sometimes that's not always the key for uh, success. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's always around that 10 year mark, you know, for great players that's been with an organization for that long to where you got to start looking elsewhere, you know, or thinking it's a possibility that you can be on another team unless you're Larry Fitzgerald. But, you know, it's just, you know, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, you know, it, it is what it is. But to see those guys still in the game, you know, that's a blessing. And it's all that matters. And it, yeah. And you're giving a, another organization an opportunity to soak up your greatness. No doubt. No doubt. OK, so you got the first one right. You fired up today. OK. All right. Ooh, this is right up your wheelhouse. Phil oh. Mickelson became the oldest to win a major. By capturing the PGA Championship this week. Don't ask me the four names, man. F- no, 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 no. You already, right, cool. you already defeated already. You already defeated. All right, cool. The oldest to win a major at fifty years old. Yeah. How many majors does Phil have now? Uh, six. You sure? Uh, let, your me think, let me think. 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 So I know he won the Masters twice. He won the. Oh, this might put him at five. You know what, Pat? I'm, you got it right. I was just messing with you. It, oh, okay. It's six. It is but six. But real quick. I, I know, you know it was between five and six, though. Yeah, it's six. Okay. But how impressive was that accomplishment, you know, at his age for you? Man, it was awesome to watch, man. I, I watched from every shot from hole 11 on Saturday to every shot on um, Sunday. Um, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was an incredible tournament to see him and that's why i love golf because it don't matter what age you are mm-hmm. you can right still be competitive you know what i mean and, and at the same time too phil is older than everybody out there damn near and was out driving half and, the field and think about this his odds phil was 200 to one mm-hmm. to win 
So basically, if you dropped, if I'm not mistaken, if you dropped a thousand dollars on Phil to win, oh, that would have brought you back two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing too with Phil, what what really I think what really helped him win, like he was hitting. I mean, he kind of the, the his swing started getting a little getting away from him towards um, I think like thirteen on Sunday, but for the most part, overall, he drove the ball very well. What, it was windy too, right? The conditions. It was windy, and he drove the ball very. And Phil is not. I mean, in his earlier heyday, he was known obviously for hitting fairways. But like over the last five years, it's been a kind of a struggle for him to find those fairways. But yesterday, uh, over the last weekend, he came to play, and he was hitting bombs. Man, if you put a hundred dollars on Phil to win, that would have brought you back twenty thousand. Yeah. So he was not <laughs> expected to win. Say mm-hmm. the least. All right, so you got that. No, one, he right? was right. expecting to win. The yeah, he was, but expecting. but the people, the odd yeah. makers out yeah. in Vegas, they high. Yep. All right, dang, you got that one right. You okay? All right, last question for you. Oh, this is the last one. About to go hundred percent. Let's go. go. Don't speak to. All right, Billboard Let's Music go. Awards. They were held on Sunday. Yeah, man, Ooh. Drake, decade of the artist, decade of the uh, well, artist of the say? decade, yeah. artist of the decade. Dang. Yeah, man. Hey, go ahead and put the clap though around them round of applause on the on the, in the back. You got it all right. See, committee, that's what happened when y'all start feeling sorry for giving these bunnies and he go answer. I told them right. y'all, don't give me no questions like that. Hey, don't you know what? No fans, questions about sports. We we, we gotta some, we gotta give me some stuff, man. Let me let me use this little brain of mine, man. Okay, all right, all right. Well, Pat P, you three for three today. All right. So we got to have the fans tuning in because what we you know what? Don't worry, Pat P. I saw a lot of fans dropping questions on Twitter. And next week, we're going to see where you where you really at. Yeah, that's what I'm up for the challenge. I'm up for the challenge, man. Let's go. It's almost time for halftime. But before we get to half, we got to tap in with our fan base. Seven questions is the segment. But make sure you guys stay with us because on the opposite side of the half, Man, we got Champ Bailey joining us, and you do not want to miss this conversation with a for real goat. He ain't no sheep. He a goat. Mm-hmm. Ain't no bad. He ain't no, he ain't no sheep. He a for real goat. But seven questions. Here's where we get a chance to interact with you, the listeners and the viewers. If you want your question to be answered in the future, leave a question attached to a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and we may get to it on the show. This question comes from Zachary Smith. You can find Zachary on Twitter. His name is Zachary Smith 412. He must be from Pittsburgh. I got my 412 <laughs> on my shirt as well. Question for both of us. Prefer playing in man coverage or zone coverage or truthfully not, a, not, not have a preference? You don't have a preference. Why? And he appreciate us answering this question. So, Pat P, do you have a preference or it doesn't matter? If your preference is man, or is it zone? What do you prefer? Um... I mean, I, I like I like playing. I like pressing because I I I rather not give a, a receiver free access. You know, mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm able to get my hands on a receiver and have him start worrying about me, then that 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 gives me, me a better opportunity of defending the pass. You know, and, and everybody's different. You know, like we talked about with Champ about you know eyes being off. You know, being able mm-hmm. to read the quarterback. Everybody's a little bit different. You know, I can do those things, but I feel my best attribute is being at the line of scrimmage 
playing with my back against the wall, uh, against the quarterback, because most cornerbacks can't do that. They can't find the ball when they back is against the wall. So I went, when they back, back is against the quarterback, I just feel like that puts me in tighter coverage. And like I said, by me being in tighter coverage, it gives me a better opportunity to get my hands on the ball. You know, I, I just think when, when, when you're playing off, it's so many variables that have, that have to go your way. You have to break on time. You have to make sure that you're reading the proper steps. Because now when you're when – you're, and, and at the same time, when you're pressing, you can second guess, but you can kind of – it's ways and tricks and trades, at least that I know, that, that can get me back in position if I was to take a false step or, or something like that uh, at the line of scrimmage. When you're when you're off, that guy's always running, already running full speed at you. So if mm-hmm. you're sitting on the route and you think something's coming, mm. goodbye. See you. So Come for out. me, I just think when you're in the receiver face, it just takes all of the gray out of it. Yeah. You know, um, and I just I, and I, like I said, that's just something that I'm very good at, and that's just something I prefer playing more of than zone. For me, I guess it depends on the offense because I know early in my career we had a lot of offenses that didn't huddle. And right. that wasn't that a, a hot, they, that wasn't yeah. a hot thing. You didn't see that from all the offenses. So when you were so used to going against offenses that huddled, that play with a slower tempo, and then you play against these up-tempo offenses like Indy with Peyton Manning, you know, receivers they had, you know, Cincinnati used to do it. Now it's like, okay, we got to try to mix up, mix up some zone because if you play man-to-man and you already know how it is, Pat P, even if it's a run play, you don't know as corners. Right. So if you are in their face and they're running off and they're not huddling, by the time you get back to the line of scrimmage, you might have a whole nother, a new receiver who was just right. on the sideline drinking <laughs> exactly. Gatorade. No, yeah. now he's coming up there. You you pressing him. He might run you off. You don't know if it's a run or a pass, but you're playing like it's a pass. And then here you go get another wide receiver who now has fresh legs. Down. Now it's, now it's third down. down. It's money down. <laughs> <laughs> so by that time, you just basically covered two punts. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, it's and it's third down. And it's third and So you know they probably going to pass. Oh, no doubt about it. You know what I mean? So in those situations right there, give me an opportunity to play with my eyes, play off a little bit, give me some type of zone concepts to kind of help us. Because I know certain situations, and and I think the best way to make you guys understand, think about two-minute, two-minute situation. Mm -hmm. Where offense, you know offense, they're going fast. So Mm -hmm. in two-minute situations, you don't don't see a lot of corners play bump and run, number one, because they don't want to give up a long one. But number two, you won't get an opportunity to rest. So in certain situations, off coverage is an opportunity for you to kind of get your wind hey, a little check bit. This, check this out, though, Matt. I'm going I'm to go the opposite of that. I love playing, playing press in two minutes. Here's why. Because think about it. Like you alluded to, receivers always come out of the game mm-hmm. when they get tired. Two minutes, they ain't coming out of the game. They ain't coming out, yeah. They in there, and them routes getting slower and slower. Yeah, them <laughs> routes be looking saggy. Slower, no two-minute routes be looking saggy. Hey, hey, and like I told you, and like I told Champ, like we talked with Champ. Yep. That's why I run so much. So, like, when them, when them receivers be trying to run me off, I tell them all mm-hmm. the time, I ain't tired. I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm in shape. Like, I, I, I do this. So, y'all can keep running these receivers in, trying to run me deep, and bring your guy back in. I'm still going to be ready. Yep. You know, that's so why, it, that's why you're great at what you do. Yeah. So, in that, in the two minute, oh, yeah, I take advantage of that. Oh, I'm pressing you every time. <laughs> great question. Great question, Zachary. I hope you enjoyed our answer. And, like I said, for the fans watching us on YouTube, or listening to us on your podcast. Leave us a five-star review attached to your question. We might try to get to it on the show. Now, it's giveaway time. One of the many perks of playing in the league is the cool opportunities to have cool swag. 
And as a thanks to you, our loyal listeners and viewers, for rocking with us, we want to give away a signed copy of the ESPN magazine featuring the 2008 Steelers defense. It's simple. Just make sure you're following the podcast on Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review with your Twitter handle and favorite All Things Covered guests. The winner will be chosen at random. Now it's time for shout outs. We want to remind everyone that you can find us on Instagram at All Things Covered Pod. Each week we give clues for our next guest and the first person to guess correctly gets a follow and a shout out on the pod. So we have to shout out Rashad Lewis who guessed Herm Edwards last week. Again, follow us at All Things Covered Pod for the very best content from the show. Whoo, it's halftime. We just, we just, we were involved in a two minute situation. They didn't score. So we did our job. (laughs) We're in halftime, make some adjustments. On the other side of the break, we'll be joined by the great living legend, Champ Bailey. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. CBS Sunday, after the Equalizer. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. It's the season finale. Everyone's looking for something. Of Tracker. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker, CBS season finale Sunday after the Equalizer on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. We're back from halftime, all things covered. Patrick Peterson, Brian McFadden. And man, we told y'all, we told y'all, man, listen, man. We told y'all in the beginning of the show, we had a heavy hitter. We had a, God dang it. Pat, what I say? We got a for real go. Yeah. Join not us. no sheep. Not no sheep, nah, man. We ain't got no bad, bad. <laughs> we got a, a legit go. And it's only right, man, we got to give the legends their flowers while they are still here. And for some reason... I feel like this is a guy who doesn't, he doesn't get talked about enough. Just from the durability, just from the consistency, just from being a straight dog, a straight dog. And he's joining us here on our show. Consensus, man, this man been getting accolades fresh out the womb before he can legit crawl. When he was laying on his back, somebody gave him a trophy because he earned it. That's how, that's how (laughs) gangster he's been his entire life. Consensus All-American at the University of Georgia. Matter of fact, I took a trip to Georgia basically because of Champ Bailey. Same here, man. Oh, you took a trip to Georgia too? <laughs> yes, sir. I didn't know that. Dang it. Look at that, Pat Penny. Yeah, I went yeah. to Georgia just because of Champ. Yeah. yeah, just because of Champ. They need to have, you need to be recruited, Champ, because, heck, I ain't even know you, but I went to Georgia because I remember you playing corner, playing wide receiver. I played corner, played wide receiver in high school. I'm yeah. like, man, I want to be like that guy. So yeah. I came to Georgia. They didn't sign me because they didn't have you. If you would have talked to me, champ, I might have signed with Georgia. If you would have talked to me, but you ain't talked to me. But consensus All-America at UGA, number seven pick in the 1999 NFL draft, 12-time Pro Bowler, the most ever for a corner. We might not see that ever happen again, bro. That's how yeah. rare and unique that achievement is. 2000 All-Decade team and 2019 he got the ultimate call to the Hall of Fame. 
football heaven. Brought him up. He has that gold jacket on. Pro Football Hall of Famer. Man, the, the GOAT. Join us in the secondary. Cornerback Champ Bailey, man. Champ, thank you for joining us. How you feeling? I feel great, guys. How y'all doing? Man, we blessed, we man. We good. I got my popcorn, <laughs> man. We, we, about to, we, about to, we about to talk to you. We about to get... We about to... You going to coach us up? I'm retired. Pat P still playing. We just talking about Pat P. <laughs> yeah, Pat yeah. P might want to get 16. Yeah, yeah, we got a lot of people who are watching and listening, listening to us. They love being educated. So you, mm-hmm. you, I know we we not paying you to join us, but we we gonna earn you gonna earn your just due because we gonna get it about you today. But before we get started, let's go back to where it all started for you growing up in the South. How did you fall in love with football? You know, first off, guys, thanks for having me, man. This you know it's an honor to be on here with you guys. You know, because to hear you guys praise the guys before you, I mean, I did the same and. You know, it all, it all trickles down, man. And I, I know we love to keep that consistent. So thanks for that. Right. But, uh, you know, man, where I grew up, bro, it was dirt roads, a couple stoplights, and lack of opportunity. And, mm. boy, it, it, and it's still like that. So mm. it was hard. And, you know, one thing about back then, we didn't have a lot of information. Like, there was mm. no internet. There was none of that. There was no social media. You connected with who you saw, who was in front of you. Mm-hmm. And that's what mattered. And we just didn't see a lot of success stories. So it was easy to go down the wrong path. But fortunate enough for me, you know, I grew up in a community where, you know, when somebody had a chance or, you know, you would have those looking out for you. And enough people looked out for me. So um, so you, you, you're, you're from Georgia, right, Champ? Right. So what uh, so as a kid growing up, I, I know you alluded to, you know, not having many opportunities. Did you see yourself being a Georgia Bulldog growing up? Uh, not until my brother went to Georgia. My brother, okay. went to Georgia. my brother was a, a senior. I was a freshman in high okay. school. So seeing him go, you know, gave me some confidence. But there was a guy before him, a guy named Henry McMillan, okay. a little older than my brother. He went to Florida. So, you know, you see it, but it's not a lot. There's one guy here. A couple years mm-hmm. later, here's my brother and a couple more guys going to smaller schools. You know, so it wasn't a lot of great examples, but mm. my brother was in my household, right. big influence on me. So whatever he did, I tried to emulate and so forth. And he got there and I just turned out to be better than he was. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> what position did your brother play? He played corner. He played okay. Corner. So so when I got there my freshman year, I didn't I started my last two games. He was starting. He started, that was his junior year. So he started his whole junior year. We started the last two games of that season together. Oh, that's then dope. my sophomore year, we started the whole time together. So the whole oh, season. Man, so I, yeah, I was blessed to have him. He left. And then the next year, my younger brother came. So I always had my brother with me. Okay. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. And your right. younger brother, that's boss, right? Right. Right. Yeah, play, play linebacker. You got mm. it. You got it. Okay. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So, Champ, what was the feeling knowing you were able to impact a generation of football players, right? Because you play both sides of the football field. You know, you don't usually see that, you know, especially from prominent secondary players, but you played, you know, wide receiver. I mean, final year at Georgia, on the defensive side, you had three interceptions, uh, seven PBUs. Offensively, you had 744 yards receiving, five touchdowns, over 300 return yards. You averaged over 100 yards all-purpose per game, while also... Winning an Agurski Award for the nation's top defensive player. At what point in time did you realize that, you know what, I'm kind of like impacting a generational 
uh, vibe for football players, especially guys in the secondary, because you were able to play offense and you did it well. You know, I never thought about that. I really did. <laughs> in the moment, I was just being a kid. I wanted to play. You know, right. I just wanted to play. If, if the ball was out there, I wanted to be out there. So right. yeah. that's just that was just in me. I mean, I grew mm -hmm. up from eight years old all the way through high school never leaving the field like what does right. the bench feel like i never right. knew <laughs> that never existed to me i, right. I played special mm -hmm. teams offense defense so when yeah. coach donnan who was my first coach at, well my only coach at georgia he came to georgia same year i came so he had a lot of noise he had to make so he promised mm -hmm. me everything let mm -hmm. me play everything he let mm -hmm. me play so fortunate mm -hmm. enough for me i got that opportunity which, you know, a few are far between for most guys. You know, you don't see guys get that opportunity. I just took, right. made the most of it. Now, we can't forget a guy a year before me, Charles Woodson. Like, yeah. which, to me, he's the standard. You yeah. know, high yeah. trophy national championship. I didn't do any of those things. But, right. you know, I'm always chasing guys like that. And that was really the bar for me. Like, he did it. I could do it better. Yeah. Of course, I mean – He's a goat as well. That that guy, right. I mean, one of the best no, ever. I still look up to him. No, and I was going to ask you that. Why didn't you think you got more love in the uh, in the Heisman um, voting in '98? Because I mean, you Again. had the numbers, and I think Ricky Williams won it that year. But yeah, you well, finished seventh. Like, yeah, you, that was <laughs> yes, you finished yeah, seventh. exactly. Yeah. You remember the guys who finished in front of you? No, I remember Ricky because he won it. I only yeah, you got Tim Cow, Jonathan McNabb. Uh, Michael Bishop. Mike, yep, Michael Bishop. Bishop? K-State. Oh, <laughs> yep. That was some BS. Okay. I, well, yeah, okay. You, feel some, you feel some type of way knowing who finished in front of you, right? Like you said, Ricky. <laughs> hey, Rick, Ricky was Ricky. Like, okay, Ricky right. was, a, was a goon. Maybe back then. But, you know, looking back, I, you know, it's, it, it, it's all gravy. It's something to talk about. But, right. you know, those guys were big-time players at that point. In college. Yeah. Right. So they were big-time. And we, we know Ricky. Like you say, Ricky's Ricky. But, but yeah. I don't think people appreciate it much when you don't win enough. Like, right. You yeah. Win yeah. You're right. Like, You're right. Team success always generates, you know, more love. And and that's why Woodson got it. He was great, but we would have never known if Michigan was one in 10 that year. You know, you never right. know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think your final year, you guys were what, nine and three, eight and three, nine and three? My final year in 98? You might be giving us some wins. Maybe. And back during those days in the SEC in the East, Florida, Tennessee ran the East. Yeah, Florida, yeah, Tennessee, Florida, for Tennessee sure. ran the East. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah, no you different. Got, Tennessee won a national championship my last year. So. 98, yep. Okay. 98 against Florida State in the Fiesta Bowl. Yep. You got it. You yep. got it. So uh, after Athens, you get, you get drafted to Washington, number seven overall in 1999. Now, your first year during your rookie campaign, you go to Washington, they got Daryl Green, who's a legend, already there. Yeah. And then your second year, the, the first GOAT ever. <laughs> he said the first The goat. first one, the first born GOAT yeah. ever. <laughs> Deion Sanders joins the team. You know, did you realize at that time, you got Daryl Green, you got prime time, how lucky you were to be a part of that secondary to learn from some of the greatest to ever do? And what did you actually learn from those guys? You know, man, let me tell you. So my first reaction, I, I, I could, I mean, I had a lot of different mixed emotions, right? Yeah, I got uh -huh. both these Hall of Famers in the locker room with me, yada, mm -hmm. yada, whatever, all gravy. But you got to think, too, I'm a competitive guy. Right. So I'm yep. asking my coach, am I starting? 
am I am I starting this year? Like, what's going on? Like, oh yeah, you starting? There's no doubt about that. They'll be competing for that other side. Like, uh, I'm like, really? Those two goats? They're competing? Okay, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> but they motivated the hell out of me because I couldn't make mistakes, and they didn't allow right. me to. Like, I mm. I soaked up all that information. I mean, it. There were things I took from that year all the way through my last year. I mean, it, it was priceless, the, the information I got from them. I, mm -hmm. I'm telling you, I give them at least half the credit for me. Okay. You're talking about information. Our fans, our listeners, our viewers, they love getting information. information. <laughs> give us one, one piece of information you learned. It could be something on the field, you know, recognizing uh, a lineup splits from wide receivers. It could be something right. film study, but give us one piece of information that you still remember to this day. From Daryl yeah. Green or Primetime. Okay, so one thing, um, uh, let me think, let me think. So playing in high school, I never played corner. So mm -hmm. when I got to, the, to college, I'm a corner now, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. I'm trying to learn from guys who've never been on that island in their life. Mm -hmm. so, so people that have no idea what it takes. So I learned a lot of things that I shouldn't have been taught. Right. Mm. Great coaches, but they really didn't understand how to be a corner. Like being mm. a corner is so unique. Right. So yeah. when I got to the Redskins and we can go back to Daryl Green on this. Daryl Green was like, your hands are great, man, but your feet are better. Like that's <laughs> for everybody. Like your mm. hands are great. Your feet are better. And I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? Like what you, mm. he's like, man, you, you're sitting here trying to punch everybody, but your feet are stuck in sand. <laughs> mm. So yeah. you got to move your feet. If you don't move mm. your feet. It doesn't matter what you do with your hands because right. of Brandon mm -hmm. Marshall, Larry Fitzgerald, yeah. these guys will knock your hands down and keep it moving. So you right. got to be body, body, body. It's all about your body. Hands mm -hmm. are just a bonus. Bam. So, mm -hmm. I, I mean, that's one thing I, I still teach guys that I come across. Like, man, you sitting here punching guys, but you're not, you're not really affecting them because they're still getting by you. So mm -hmm. it's like, man, stay in front. How you stay in front? Body movement. How you move your body? Your feet. Yeah, so right. hands are great, feet are better. Stuck with me to the to the end, man. And I yeah, still right. teach it. Yeah, that's dope. And and I, I got I got to ask you about this, champ, because like Max said, you know, growing up watching great corners like yourself and Charles, I think it was like between it was anywhere between 05 and 06 when you changed your when you changed your off stance position to that that wider stance. What what caused that? Like what made you? change because initially used to be a normal back pedal guy yeah but then you you, 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 you drop back around like nine to eight yards yeah wow like i thought it, i thought he did it because it looked good yeah it looked pretty good out there the swag right. was when on he, point hey, when that he, hey man when they when they threw them slants in them, in them hitches he was oh man he was oh, out of that right. thing like hot cold man so what what caused <laughs> that question. man I, I didn't know you got you got to think okay so you said between my <laughs> You know, oh five, oh six. I'm probably in the prime. I'm in the prime of my career. Like, yeah, you were hell. Yep. You were hell. I was you in the prime hell. of my career, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. So the worst thing that offenses could could allow me to do was to see the ball. Like okay. if I see the ball, it's a wrap. If right. I read routes, it's a wrap. Mm -hmm. So I was able to play man coverage by watching the quarterback. Mm -hmm. First of all, they never. That's really where you get them picks. To, yeah, they never really wanted to try me, but. You know, I'm reading the quarterback, reading steps, reading drops. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to tell you why I started doing it. I started doing that because I hurt my hamstring. Oh. So, so when, you, when you battle people at the line of scrimmage, I mean, any of you guys know, if you ever hurt your hamstring, it hurts to tackle. Mm -hmm. It hurts to bump and run. Any kind of engagement with a guy, 
it, it hurts. Right. It puts a lot of strain on your on your leg. So I tried to avoid it. So Bob Slork was my coach at the time, and he just started teaching us how to read quarterback drops. And mm-hmm. I just was natural at it. It just became mm-hmm. natural. I mean, there were some weaknesses to it, but again, nobody really tried me a lot or studied right. enough to really find out what those weaknesses were. And they didn't understand right. what I was doing. I'm looking at the quarterback. Hey, I'll tell you what, child, I, just been, I just been in high school practice. Oh, uh, yeah. I was like, what the hell are you out there doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're, when you're in the pros, man, you know you got top-notch information. Feedback, right, exactly. You know, so so I'm, I'm able to, you know, gauge how to do that in high school. Right. Man, you ain't. You, you out there just doing being the best athlete, you know, exactly. in the league you, with no proper no coach for error, there's right? No room from error in the league, and you know, <laughs> it, it worked for me, bro. No doubt about it. But people, yeah. that's one coaching element a lot of coaches fail to drill into corners getting that three step read from your quarterback, even the four step read. Because even if he's in his fourth step and his shoulders are turning, you can eliminate all deep routes. Yeah. You know, you're going to get something in the 12 to 15 range. And it takes one player, time, though. It takes yeah, it, time. It, you got to gotta drill it. You know, another yeah. corner who was great at that with his eyes, Asante Samuel. Asante Samuel. Yeah. So Ooh. imagine a coach trying to teach how to do what I did and to do what Asante did. Right. Like, yeah. it, it's hard because now yeah. you, you're teaching guys that are going to take a long time to get it. Mm-hmm. So you just end up reverting back to what you know. So exactly. it, it's a yeah. time thing, you know, yeah. and plus you got to be a good athlete. Gotta have yeah, too. Gotta have no some regrets, some balls, and everything, man. It, yeah, it takes yeah. a lot to do that. Yeah. Well, you 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 were great at it. I didn't know you had a hamstring issue. Issue. Yeah, you were trying to hide yourself a little bit, but boy, you were hell. Yeah. <laughs> you were yeah. getting them books left and right. Well, look, That's man. Like, if I was healthy, I'm getting up in anybody's face. Yeah. That's just, oh yeah. <laughs> so so is it so, safe? Uh, yo, champ. So is it safe like to that. say that mm. injury was kind of a blessing in disguise for your career? Because then, like you said, you, you were healthy. You was in. You, you were trying to put more. your hands on them. You were trying well, to put you your hands on. No, man. When you're dealt an adverse situation, it's all about how you adjust. And yeah. I just made the right adjustment, and mm. I dealt with the issue I had. You know, it carried over to later in my career, but then I reverted back to what I knew, like right. because I, I was still feeling like I was a dog out there. So I'm getting in your face. So right. I, I understand the intimidation factor there. So it was easy for me to go back to my old ways. And Chim, okay. I, I got I got to ask this question, too, because I remember watching this interview that you did with Tyron. Maybe it was like two years ago. I can't remember when it was. Yeah. And you guys did like a right film session. Right yeah. I remember hearing this stack and I want to bring this up. Cause me and Brian and my our producer been arguing about this. Wasn't in the year that you only gave up like 21 catches or something like 21 receptions. 21 receptions. It was something crazy on it that y'all okay. was talking about. It was something about uh, the, how many catches that you gave up that year. So actually, it was thirty-five balls. Period. Like that's what the it whole was. Whole year, <clears throat> it was thirty-five balls. I think I gave up like four completions. What? And, I told yeah, you, Matt. I told ridiculous. you. What? <laughs> and it was uh, what? Yeah, and I had like I think it was eight. It was a, either the eight pick year or I'm the telling you, Mac. It was crazy when I heard that. I said, what? what? You saw 35 yeah. passes and you gave up four in 16 games? Yeah, and had about eight picks, at least eight picks. I can't remember if it was that year. Eight, yeah. Oh, that's the year. Was that the year you had 10? It, it could have been that year. It might okay. have been. Or eight. Year. I can't remember. It's one of one of the other. Oh, man, you were playing on all Madden level. Everybody told, else was playing on rookie. Hey, Mac, I told you, man. I, and I said I, I, I said I might be too high on them. <laughs> man, listen, you don't know how. 
we might not see that ever again no, from some of the greats. Definitely not seeing that. Not again. today. <laughs> Hell no. Thirty-five yeah, receptions. You only gave up four passes. Four passes. Man, how high was your With confidence? Oh, I, I, I don't know, man. I, you know, you know, one of my teammates, John Lynch. Congrats uh-huh. to him. He just went in the hall. So yeah, he he was just. I don't know. Like even he was in awe of it. And I was in awe because he was in awe. I'm like, man, you played with Derrick Brooks, Warren Sapp. Right. Like, Rondé Barber, you looking at me like I'm right. like, <laughs> I mean, so that's really what, you know, let me know. Like, damn, I'm doing something special. This was in the yes. moment. Like, in right. games. I remember we went to Arizona and I had, like, I think I got two balls that day and I had two picks. It was oh. something. <laughs> and, 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 and that one stood out to me because I stole one of his picks. I jumped right in front of him and took one, so. I mean, it's oh bro. We had God. some good times, man, and that was that was definitely one of the better years for a corner. No doubt, ever, no, ever. Yeah, we, <laughs> yo, yo, listen. We had Mel Blunt on. What was that stat Mel told us? He had like twelve interceptions, and and I think he. Oh well, yeah. He had a yeah, crazy Mel, stat too. Yeah, Mel had a crazy. I think I think Mel said. I think it was kind of a little bit lower than champs. I think he said it was like maybe twenty, like twenty yeah, had- balls thrown his way the whole year. And he, he had 12 off, picks. Yeah, like crazy, yep. crazy number. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. Yep. Boy, that's Mel bad, that, man. man we got, man. everybody. That's a, Mel's another goat. He ain't no bad. <laughs> yeah, he ain't no bad. Man. man they made well, rules for that, man. And as a 14-game schedule, I think he played in 14 ball games. God dang, yeah. champ. Yeah, man, we got to make sure we get let that out, man. 35 receptions. Yeah. And only gave. How you give up four passes in four passes, 16 man. games, though? Like. Man, I, tell you what, they I, don't talk- even, I don't even remember the passes either. I, just, you know, I remember those picks, though. Wake these folks up, man. <laughs> man I let y'all wake them up for me. You know, oh, man. Yeah. Yo, yo, yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> champ. I got my do. brim on. I take my brim off. I tip it to you right now. Pat, tip oh, your brim to the goat. Man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do, do, do the golfers thing. Yeah, yeah, you golf it like you think a little baby <laughs> tiger. You it, golf. Fellas, no yeah, doubt. but man, we're gonna wake these folks up, man. Cause boy, that, that's an amazing stat right there. So let's transition back to your your DC days, right? Talked about your rookie year, played real good football. And then one of the biggest trades, I think, you know, I don't want to say in NFL history, but clearly during that time happened, you know, with the Broncos and Washington. Mm -hmm. They send Washington, Clinton Porters. They send Champ Bailey to Denver. You know, describe that experience for you. At one point in time, did you know, you know what, I'm probably going to get traded? And how did you handle that? Oh, man, there's a lot to unpack here okay so our owner who y'all are very aware of daniel snyder at the time yeah. like people got to go back okay so my rookie year when i got drafted charlie castley drafted me but that summer in 99 my rookie year before the season started dan snyder bought the team mm. so so i was not one of his draft picks you mm. know the draft is all this big sexy event yada yada play up who you get I was never one of his guys. And we all know how that resonates with, right. you know, front yep. office, like being one of their guys, right? So fast forward, four years later, I'm, a, I'm approaching free agency. Or actually before free agency, they offered me a few deals. Like, nah, I know I'm worth more. I show them what I want. Oh, they laugh at me, yada, yada. Like, no, let's, we're not talking during the season. All right? Mm. Season's up. I'm, I'm about to be a free agent. They franchise me. I'm like, okay, well, I'll just sit out this year. You know, I just won't mm-hmm. show up. So oh, you're planning on sitting out. Yeah, absolutely. I was not going to play <laughs> know that. for cheap. Like it was just wasn't happening. No security. No. It, I right, mean, right. nah. the game was still pretty rough back then. So, right. Yeah. 
So after that, you know, we start talking about trade and there was two teams on the table. I think, no, three. There was, there was another, I can't remember, but it was the Jets. They made a serious offer and the Broncos, they made a serious offer. Mm-hmm. But I looked at two, both programs. I'm like, who's in the playoffs? Who's not? Broncos history of being in the playoffs, championships, great organization, first class owner, yada, yada. So they sold me on that. I had never imagined that they would trade Clinton Portis. But what here, here's where it got funny is people forget I got traded for Clinton Portis. I was along with a second round pick. Like, yeah. The Broncos also got a second round pick. Who they yeah, you're right. I forgot player. about that. Most people think right. we was just player for player. Yeah, so a second round pick, we all know how valuable that is, right? right. Just, man, you can't just give up a second round, but they got me. And a second round. And, but they wanted the high profile running back, you know, the flamboyant mm. Clint Port. They wanted that. He loved yeah, that. Right. Like, LeVar Aronson was drafted after me, the year after me. He got an extension before me. Before yeah. I even left the, <laughs> left for the Redskins at the time. And I'm like, man, well, they showing me every reason why I need to be out of here. They don't value me. I've been right. to four straight Pro Bowls. Like, what else can I do in five years? I don't know. Right. So it was a blessing in disguise. And, you know, it was probably the biggest move of my career. Right. And uh, obviously, we know you got a ton of accolades uh, off the field. But here's a fun fact. If you type in tackling corner, Champ Bailey is the number one result. How did how did that come? You, you're lying to me, right? I swear to God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. T- type, yeah, yeah, champ. Type, we, type in yeah. tackling corner. You're dead serious. Champ Bailey. Champ Bailey is the number one result. Uh, how did that how how is that something that I guess you became known for? It, I That's, don't know. You know, it was a pride thing, bro. It was I, I just wanted to be complete good corner. Everything. The ultimate yeah. complete corner. That's what it means. Uh, I, you know, you got to think, Daryl Green, not a big tackler. Dion, not definitely not a big tackler, right? right? So I played with these guys. And and I even when I played with them, I was like, I'm going to show these fools how to tackle. Okay. I mean, that's just how – that's the attitude I always had. Like, I just okay. have to be good at it. And mm-hmm. I didn't know any other way, man. Where I grew up, and you had to be good at everything. Like, yeah. again, we never left the field. So being great and showing up, being accountable, that's what I'm all about, bro. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Hey, no question. Yeah, but yeah, go ahead. When you get when you get done with this interview, go ahead and Google tackling yeah. cornerback <laughs> Champ Bailey, the number one right. result. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, where's Rondé and, and Woodson? All these big tacklers. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. are some big tacklers too. Well, yes, Google. Sir. This yes, is Google's sir. list. Yeah, this, this Google's this, list. This ain't all things Kirk. This is their list. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it, bro. No doubt. Now, now, now you know I'm gonna be everything gonna be popping up on my screen now. All these ads for tackling. Yeah, too many times. So let's go. Let's go to your 2005 season in Denver. I think you guys finished this regular season number two in the Mm. AFC. I think behind the Colts, 13 and three entering the AFC championship game. You guys were three and a half point favorites against the Steelers. I was a rookie on that team, by the way. What was your confidence heading into that ball game? Because we we beat y'all real bad. 34, 17. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we got completely outcoached. I don't I don't blame everything on the coaches. You got to execute. You got to execute. But I'm smart enough to know, bro, the schemes wasn't working. Like, we just blatantly <laughs> got outcoached. They had an answer for everything we did on defense. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember back then, but we had this this one thing on defense. We would um, really fake like you're blitzing. 
Sometimes mm-hmm. we would blitz, sometimes we wouldn't. But yep. we have nine guys at the line of scrimmage. Oh, yeah, all right? standing up. Yeah, that's Boy, that sticky look, picked, that sticky look. Yeah. And when we went, they picked up everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and if Ben Roethlisberger got time, that's a problem. So oh yeah, <laughs> it is what it is, man. You, you just got coached. I got out coached, and they yeah. were attacking our off coverage. It was it was crazy. I'm like, man, yeah, it was a rough day for us, bro. I don't like to give that one. <laughs> so champ, uh, again, I know you. Obviously, you know you're always on the the right side of highlight tapes, but on this one, <laughs> <laughs> on this one, you kind of wasn't. Like, okay. what was going through your head? Who was it? It was Ben, uh, the uh, the tight end uh, when you got the pick. Oh, he, like, Ben Troop. <laughs> ben Troop. Hey, oh. Champ ran out of gas. Yeah, he did. Thank you. He ran. He ran out of gas. You know, he, hey, you know when your head go dude. back? When your right. head go back, right. you, <laughs> you got no more gas. No gas. Your head go back to support your back. No right. question. <laughs> right. No so, question. so think about it. We had just. But they drove the ball down all the way to our what, that was a, five yeah. yard line. That was like a 10 play line. drive or something exactly. like that. Exactly. Yeah, it was. It was. You telling me I got to catch the ball in the end zone and run <laughs> a death sprint and make it? Nah. Right. <laughs> so it was set up for me to fail, but one of my boys let me down. I won't call him out. I called him out. Many supposed times. to block. Somebody was supposed to block Ben, if I'm not mistaken. All they had yeah. to do was flinch at him. Just flinch at him. <laughs> Just Come flinch on, at him. something, man. Like, Hey, oh, champ, but at what point did you realize you wasn't going to make it? Did you see him in the jumbo no, drone? I never saw him. You never if saw him? I, I would have probably kicked it a little more and found something or dived or something. I didn't, right. man, I didn't see him. I thought I was good. Man, they still show that good. as like the ultimate hustle play every year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. What, what a good thing, though, champ. Luckily, we had an ultimate hustle play last year that might surpass your play with Buda Baker when he got ran down. Oh, by DK. yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, not a playoff game, but that was a great play. That was a great that, play. That yeah, was a great play. Yeah. That I think what what's so nif- significant about that play is it was a big moment for us mm-hmm. because we beat the Patriots. I think they were undefeated up to that. Yeah, game. Mm-hmm. yeah, they had a real good team. And then big moment for Ben because he made that play. So, but we we won the game i mean so yeah. so nobody really harps on me about the right play. yeah, <laughs> yeah. and right. like you say yeah. they scored the very next play now yeah, they exactly. don't score it's yeah. a big deal it's a real right. big, deal. big deal because mm-hmm. i fumbled i got i fumbled too so yeah, that's what i'm saying it almost went, the ball loose. It went right in front of the pylon the whole question knew, i think that ball went out the back of the end zone but they saved me I remember (laughs) watching that game. It was like I was there. I forget who I was watching. We always say, Champ, run, Champ, run. Everybody wanted us to beat the Patriots that year. No question. No doubt. It was a Sunday night game, too. I never get it. was a night game. That's prime time. Everybody, you know, everybody hated the Patriots. We used to, you know, you know, y'all know why. Y'all know what Patriots had going on. We ain't got to talk about it. We know. Yeah, we ain't, yeah, we ain't yeah, got to talk about it. it. So that's why nobody wanted to see the Patriots win during them days. <laughs> On a personal level, I mean, you've done so much in your career. But 2006, you were definitely playing on all Madden level. Ten interceptions, didn't allow a touchdown all year, but you finished second in the defensive player of the year voting. Jason Taylor won. Now, Jason Taylor numbers, he had 13 and a half sacks, nine forced fumbles, and two pick sixes. Do you believe you should have won defensive player of the year that year in 06? Yeah, absolutely. Hands down. I did. Let me give you a little Tell us why. Tell us why. So that same year, Sean Merriman was up Mm -hmm. for defensive player of the year. 
Mm-hmm. But he got popped for PEDs. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So everybody was screaming, oh, if you get popped for PEDs, you shouldn't be able to win no awards. That's where that all started. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Now, you, if you get popped for anything, now you ain't getting no postseason awards. It's just not oh, happening. Oh, yeah. Not happening. Right? Yeah. So so he got popped. So it was just me and Jason Taylor. You know, he mm-hmm. was all in, in front of camera saying you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't say anything publicly. because I'm like, man, I'm not going to kick this guy while he's down. Like, I'm just going to, you know, let it be. Like, best yeah. man wins. So be it. Yeah. Right. We all know. Yeah, you take them, then or you get caught. Maybe you should. I think that's a fair punishment. But I didn't think Jason Taylor. He did more lobbying than I did. I think everybody on my team and around, you know, in our division definitely thought I should have won. But it is what it is, man. That's one I definitely think I should have won. I don't cry about awards. It doesn't make or break me. Mm-hmm. But 10 picks as a corner. Man. Come on. No they didn't allow one touchdown. We, are, we, yeah. we corners on this call. We know better. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt about it. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it. And I'm trying. We got to We gotta figure out, is that the same year when you only allow yeah. four receptions? Yeah. But that might Eric be the same on, Yeah, Eric I think so. Because I think it was 10 picks out of 35 passes. So, yeah. Dang. For some reason, yeah. that sounds right to me. Yeah. That is, 10 yeah. picks out, <laughs> yeah, of 35, right out of 35 passes <laughs> and you allow four yeah. receptions. Well, you got to catch him, baby. You got to catch him. So, uh, Champ, you know, obviously your great career speaks for itself. What is something that you took from um, the Hall of Fame dinner, the Hall of Fame luncheon, obviously being around great people? Like, how was that experience? Man, you know, that it's funny when you ask that because, you know, every time I think about it, there's always a different thing I think about. Mm -hmm. But there were just so many good conversations, you know, Mm -hmm. just, just hearing the older guys talk about, you know, them playing through the days of Jim Crow and mm. how they would have to pull over and stay at certain hotels. They couldn't stay near campuses. I'm just thinking like, man, we have nothing to complain about. So right. little things like that, just hearing the uh, Charles Haley tell stories, you know, his days with the Cowboys. I mean, God, I'm, I'm telling you, man, <laughs> it's just a, a, just a book full of stories that you know i'll never repeat but (laughs) but stuff that you know i resonate with and it's like man these guys are just like me it's good to be in a room like this with Mm -hmm. guys who went through that same struggle Mm -hmm. understand it and nobody couldn't tell them shit like right (laughs) they they the big dogs there they know it it's just to be around that man being i mean i'm part of a family nobody can ever take me out of it yeah i'm so appreciative of it yeah, how long do it take them to do that sculpture, though? Is it like an all-day thing? I think it took about three or four. Well, for me, it took me eight hours of sitting there. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we went four hours, took a little break, and then went Damn. another four hours. So, yeah, so it's a real thing. They sit there, and, I mean, by the time you leave, that thing looks like you. you oh, know, so it's, it's, all, it's, all, it's going to be obviously not coated up and stuff, but it's going to be yeah. done before you leave? Well, oh, wow. the wax part, yeah. Yeah, the wax part, like, yeah. Yeah, he'll take, he'll probably make some adjustments here and there, and then they'll right. send me like the improvements over time. Man, Did you tear up, champ? Did you tear up? Uh, I think when he, when he finally sent it, you know, you get a little emotional, but mm-hmm. because now, hell, this is, this is me, this is my shit. You know? <laughs> I've seen everybody else's, and right. you know, looking at Dion, and you know him putting his bandana on his, all these little things, tricks and. Stuff. Like, yeah. man, I got my own now. So 
It was and satisfying, my, man. And do they do they give you one, or that's the only one that they yeah, have? Yeah, I have a. Or they give you one. Yeah. Oh, it's a man, that's amazing. It's not the 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 three hundred pound one or whatever that thing weighs. It's heavy, right? But man, I do awesome, have man. something that I can set up whenever I do events or whatever. Man, so that's it's a awesome. good little thing. Hell yeah, nothing like it, man. Nothing like I it. I bet. Hey, hey, champ. <laughs> You see what uh, P P two doing, right? He, he, what he, you doing? He, he asks about <laughs> questions, right? He, 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 he to, yeah, you, you you see what he doing? You see what he doing, right? Hey, you know, <laughs> it's funny because uh, I've run into uh, Darrell Revis this years ago. Well, this uh-huh. is no, this is right around Hall of Fame, right when I got in. So you know, just these little questions. And what, <laughs> you know, I was, yeah. They worried about EJ. They all like, man, what what, hey. what, what, I, what I gotta do? What I, what, you know? So it's it is what it is, man. I'm here. There's only a select you know? few because I ain't asking all them questions because I know good and well I ain't gone. But but but, good, but, but you in the family? Are you gonna be there though, Matt? I'm I'm gonna be right there. It's, gonna, it's like I'm going. It's, heck, it's like I'm getting in the hall too. But you know, Pat P already. He's like, man, shoot, how do you, do you get an extra one? Do I get a replica? Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm just yeah, asking questions. Ring, right? You're right. You're right. You got to study. Yeah. It's like studying, studying the wide receiver. You got to get all the information, gather information. Uh, yes, there's a lot of perks, bro. A lot of perks. And yeah. Man, it just, hey, hey, you know. One question I had for you, longevity. Like, man, you played a long time at a, a high level. Time. At a high level, always on the football field, not missing a snap. And we're just competing. What was the keys to your success when you talk about longevity? Well, I, I can't tell you. I wouldn't ever give anybody the blueprint on what I did physically to to play for a long time because I don't. You don't, I, I think it's unorthodox. Because what you do you you got to give us a little I snippet. Mel Blunt told us he ate rabbit, rabbits. <laughs> that's what Mel said. Bro, he ate rabbits for his tendons. Fair game. So absolutely. Um, you ate rabbits? No, no, I I didn't, but I oh. know people that did. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, Mel yeah, said he yeah. ate rabbits. Anyway, I grew up in the country, so you know, use your imagination there. Yeah. But anyway, bro, it, it's it's really, it, I I didn't, I wasn't a workout warrior. You want you ask any of my teammates, I I would go touch the weights and walk right out of that thing. I I, I always felt like it was hindering me some way, <laughs> so yeah, I didn't go man. overboard with it. I was I was a natural runner, you know. I, I really didn't start getting hurt. I got I missed my first game after playing playing ninety nine straight games in the league. Like, dang, that's when I missed my first one. So, I mean, Pat, same, same for you. It took you a while yeah. to miss your first game, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's – I was just blessed. I mean, I knew how to take care of myself, but I didn't do anything extraordinary. Yeah. I, I had a different mentality. I obviously prepared, you know, studied. You know, I just played great. You know, that's that's yeah. my thing. Let me just yeah. play great, take care of my body as much as I need to. But it was really no perfect science behind it. I was just blessed, man. Man, that's crazy to see that, champ. That's the same thing that I do. Like, I, I'm not a weight room guy. I, I do some bands and do some stuff like that. But running, I run yeah. all day. Yep. So that's that's yep. that's good. That's good that uh that you had that same res- you know recipe as well because I literally I do the same thing. Right. Yeah. So that that's that's big right there. Yep. Keep it simple. Yep. Keep it simple, baby. Hey. So uh, did you have did you ever have any regrets you know after leaving the game and you, you know anything that you wish you could have done better any relationship that you could have you know man was there any any regrets leaving the game when you left the game no I think I think uh uh now I'm more satisfied than maybe seven years ago when I left okay but 
you know, you always wish you could have won the championship. You know, that yeah. was my last game losing. So, right. you know, you always wish you could have been a better teammate or, mm-hmm. you know, found out, a, found out a way to extend my career or any kind. You know, there's always little things that you wish. But when I reflect now, I'm like, damn, there's a whole new world out here mm-hmm. that I'm exposed to in a different way. Like I got time to really pay attention. So mm-hmm. there's other things that interest me now. It's not just football. It doesn't just dominate my brain anymore. No, I right. never realized how much I was buried in football. Right. Although I got a lot out of it, mm-hmm. man, I missed a lot too. So yeah, it's just I'm just glad to be able to have a sane mind, sane body. Mm-hmm. Everything feels good, functioning. One surgery my whole life. Man, I'm yeah. I'm great, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, champ, I don't know if you know, but the number one selling jersey in the National Football League is Tim Tebow, number 85. You should go get you one. Why are you surprised? I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not surprised. I didn't know if you knew, right? That was, that uh, was and you were in, the, only in Jacksonville, too, probably. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. number one selling jersey, you know what I mean? It's Tim Tebow, and you were a part of T- Tebow Mania in 2011. Right. Uh, when you guys got lucky and beat the Steelers on that crazy, we don't even talk about that. But I don't know what you want. No, yeah, we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna pass that. But how crazy <laughs> was that experience in 2011? And do you believe he got a fair shot in the National Football League? And I granted, you know, the biggest story was Tim signing with the Jacksonville Jaguars, which surprised everybody. But how, how you know, how big was that experience? And do you believe he got a fair shot when he was in the National Football League the first time? Uh, yeah, I do think he got a fair shot. I think, um, yeah, I think the situation that propelled him to start was because we sucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right like would he have start if we were eight and one or whatever or five yeah. i can't remember what we how many how far we were in the season but i mean he he came in and did some great things but we all knew our defense was playing top five level at that mm-hmm. time so we were balling so we gave him every opportunity to get back in the game so don't get me wrong, the guys, I mean, he's infectious, great leader. I mean, I, I love his preparation. But I grew up with a lot of guys like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they just didn't have enough athletic ability to play football. He has a lot of great qualities, but he's just not an NFL quarterback. Hence right. him playing tight end now, which mm-hmm. is probably, I think his ego, I, I, I hate to say that because I love the guy. I mean, he's a great guy. But I think something about him wanting to play quarterback so bad disabled him from getting a chance to play tight end, at least at a younger age. Like, you're in your mm-hmm. 30s now. You try to go out here and push around some t- young 20-something-year-olds? Like, right. eh, I mean, maybe. <laughs> but I don't, I don't see how he has a really good shot of making a team. Now, there's a lot that's in his favor. Hometown. Mm-hmm. Your coach, yeah, coach, yep. yes. Uh, so it's a lot of sticky points there. So, mm-hmm. but I think he should have made that move years ago when he yeah, kept question. trying to force himself yeah. to be a quarterback. And so, 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 champ, well, with you being away from Denver for I believe like eight years now, do you still keep up with the uh, with I guess with the organization as far as their draft picks and things like that? Because they they just picked up Patrick Sertan, the second who dad played in the pros. And there was some um, some criticism of that pick. What do you think about that selection? Well, I, I addressed that in real time. I, think, I, fact, I thought it was a great pick. I yeah, I thought pick. it was a, a steal, to be honest. There's no I doubt mean, about like, it. This guy, <laughs> this guy, since he showed up at Bama, was a baller. So, right. Mm-hmm. And he has the size. He has the pedigree. 
Mm-hmm. What else are you looking for? Like exactly. corners are hard to come by. And you like, need corners. <laughs> you need them because <laughs> well, what's going to happen late training camp? Everybody looking for corners. Yeah, right? So and yeah. don't forget the team you're chasing, Kansas City, got number track runners. Is exactly. got a four by one relay team, so you better have enough corners. They got Kyle Fuller. Yep. Uh, Ronald Darby, Sertan, Q. you get Callahan. If if Callahan can stay healthy, yeah. Uh, the secondary for Denver, I mean, that what competition at the cornerback, I'm talking for Denver. Yeah, Denver. You got Kyle yeah. Fuller, yeah. Ronald Darby, Sertan, Callahan, and I think they, they what was a kid from Iowa they drafted? Uh, two uh, um, I forget his Michael, name. Michael, uh, o- is it, is o- it o- Michael? Ojemudier. Don't get me saying I think it's Ojemudier, if I'm not mistaken. So they got they got some they got they, they got a lot of depth. So I I, I love the move as well. So yeah, yeah, I do too. I mean, I think it's a great move. I, you know, yeah, it gets criticism because it's not a sexy pick, but right. it's Shit. like picking an offensive tackle at that. I mean, like if they're great, you better get them. They're hard oh, yeah. to come by. So no doubt about it. I love the pick. Yeah. Yep. Last and question think, for you. Matter of fact, I do keep up with the Broncos, but keep in mind there's only one guy on that team that I played with. And that's Von Miller. I everybody right. else is gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All new faces. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all new faces, bro. Last question for you. We're going to transition to the superlative part of this show. Speaking of the Denver Broncos, you know, over the last few weeks since the draft, when Aaron Rodgers made it known he does not want to return to Green Bay, the Denver Broncos have been a team that has been in that conversation with Aaron Rodgers. You know, do you think that would happen? And if so, what would that do? For the organization i mean it's a big push for the organization i think you we all know how valuable that position is and if you don't mm-hmm. have a good one you know you don't have a good one like hey, hey herm no edwards said if you don't have a quarterback <laughs> the that field. football field is 150 <laughs> yards yes you'll never get down it, it it's it just like you'd be punting all day right. to play field i'm telling it's you that you yeah. gotta have a quarterback that can move the chains and he would change it because for one, we all know, man, Green Bay is a good organization, mm-hmm. but so mm-hmm. is Denver. You put right. a good player like that in a on a team like that, hence Peyton Manning, you're going to win a championship. Oh, yeah. Mm. You know, you, you're going to have or at least give yourself a chance. You're going to have opportunities, yeah, for sure. Yeah, right now, we're relying on a great defense, and hopefully the offense is better. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what they're dealing with right now, young talent on the offense, especially at the skill position. Got to get the quarterback short up, man. Yeah. No I doubt, agree. no doubt. Best thing Herm said, boy, that yeah, field is 150 yards. That's so real. I never heard that one. Yeah. I never heard that one either, but boy, I said, boy, you dead on with that, coach. <laughs> All right, so champ, we're going to transition to the superlative part of our show. Rapid fire questions, honest, unbiased answer. This is an up-tempo offense, so you're not huddling. And they coming out flush, set, four wide receivers, one running back, and they throwing the football. First question for you, top five corners ever. You can choose to include yourself or exclude yourself, but top five ever, top five. Any order, any order? Any order. Any order. No, if you want to, you know, you're pressed. Give no, no, Pat P. No, don't let him off the hook because he already (laughs) said he want to get up there and play bump and run. Number one, two, three, four, five. Okay. All right, well, I'm going to start with five. I'm going to go, this is rapid fire. So I'm going to go Daryl Green. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm gonna go. Uh, well, y'all killing me here. Um, let me go. Uh, Charles Woodson. Mm-hmm. He's just a DB. 
right corner. He's he baller too. No question. Um, yeah, no question. Let me let me go. Uh, Rob Woodson. Okay. Uh, and I'm gonna go to the late great Willie Brown, Ooh. just because I saw a lot of his tape balling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course Prime number one. Yeah. I'm gonna leave myself okay. out of this. Okay, that's good. That's our list is what about the same. Oh, good, good, yeah. good. So I know, I know, I'm good. Yeah, our <laughs> list was about the same. I think. Uh, I think I had Mel instead of uh, Willie Brown. No, and I, I had your you... other ones. And I had I had the fight between Champ and Charles. That's why that's why I didn't give him the order. Yeah, you ain't yeah. getting the order. I, can't. <laughs> I had I had Champ in mind too. Yeah. I had Mel. I had Prime. I had Rod Woodson. And I had and we had Rod. Yeah. We both had and, Rod. And I had what? And I had Charles. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, so Pat, you got the next one. We on it. We on it. Uh, the. Your, uh, the biggest receiver rivalry of your career. Ooh. Rivalry? Yeah. Oh, man. I had some. Man, you know, I'm going to go back to my early days. Uh, Amani Toomer with the Giants. Okay. Oh. Yeah, you see him Big twice a year. Strong. Uh, yeah, you used to have to see him twice <laughs> a year. And, and the reason I bring him up, you know, obviously a guy you never hear about, but he was just tough, not fast. He just knew how to just create a little bit of room. And Kerry Collins would just sling it in there. I mean, mm-hmm. it was like, it was a battle, man. It, mm-hmm. You know, it was a slugfest. It was one of those games, man. Because you got to think, they had Tiki Barber running back. Mm-hmm. Tiki Barber was a beast. One of the yeah. most underrated running. I don't know yeah. if even one of y'all played against him. No, I didn't. Man, <laughs> I ain't man. played against Tiki. I don't think I did. Tough, bro. Like, underrated. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you think he's a small back, but he's thick. Yeah, but yeah, I gotta say, Amani Toomer. I'm, I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna go that's, back. Okay. That's definitely that's a good one. Yo, that's yeah. a good one. Last question for you: Most impressive thing you saw Peyton Manning do while playing in Denver, while he was with you in Denver? Most oh, impressive the 50, thing. The 55 touchdowns. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go back. The 55 touchdowns and the seven touchdowns in the opener. Oh my goodness! Oh, oh yeah. Like, who was a tight end? Who he put on that game? Thomas. Uh, uh, Thomas. Uh, Julius Thomas. Yeah. Man, Julius Thomas. Julius went crazy that game. Got him paid too. Jackson gave him a nice, handsome ransom. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> was that game <laughs> against Kansas City? That seven touchdown uh, game? It was against Kansas City. No, that was uh, Baltimore. Baltimore. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, because Baltimore had just won a championship, right? I think so. And yeah. they were supposed to play at home, but they came to y'all. That's right. Yeah. I, that sound right. Hold on. That's, it was it a is. Thursday night. Yeah, it was the first so. team. The Orioles had it. Uh, yep. At their stadium. That's yeah, right. it, it was. Mm-hmm. Dang, boy. Seven touchdowns. You on the sideline like, man. And they had beat them. They remember uh, they beat them that, the year before in the playoffs. For Baltimore to win the, um to win, yep. to go to the, um to the third round. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's right. In Denver. They beat y'all yeah, in Denver. Denver. Yeah. My man, my man, Raheem Moore. Oh. Man, I don't know what he was thinking, man. Yeah. From UCLA. man. He just misjudged the ball. You got to no win Denver. Oh, with that altitude, too. Bro, that ball just carried. Because we yeah. all thought it was coming short, too, by the way we were standing. Right. Like, I'm on the other side of the field, but I see it. Right. And I'm thinking he's okay, but it just kept going. And then you see yeah. Jacoby just start running, like, even yeah. faster. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it just, dog, it, I mean, I've never seen that stadium so quiet in my life. Oh my like, God. Yeah, it was the quietest I ever seen that stadium. And it makes it so bad, man. He was throwing some lollipops that whole game too. He just was throwing it up. <laughs> he was mm-hmm. hungry that day. Cause we beat them earlier that year. Yeah. I mean, in Baltimore, we embarrassed mm-hmm. them. It was pretty bad. And <laughs> they were ready. 
They were ready. That, and speaking uh, of that, runs, man, Joe Flacco had one. That was one hell that of a playoff, playoff run. run that year. He did. He did. Yeah. Point. That mm-hmm. got him paid. Give it to him. Yep. Got him paid. Hey, well, champ, man, definitely a pleasure having you on the show. All things no covered, with Pat Peterson, it, Brian McFadden, man. This man, is, this this is a treat. My pleasure, man. No doubt about it. I'm here for y'all. Y'all ever need something, man? I'm here, man. Man, Don't we appreciate it. Yes, sir. Appreciate hey. it, champ. Pat P, take care of them legs, baby. I will. I trust me. I'm now I'm in this new building in Minnesota. They got all these damn stairs everywhere, so I take the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, I don't blame you, bro. I don't, I, hey, hey, young boys, let, young boys, ask me, man. I say, Pete, the, the uh, knees just on the second floor. I say, yeah, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna they take don't it know every step counts, bro. No every doubt step. about it. <laughs> All right, take care of yourself, fellas. Thanks again to Champ Bailey. Thanks to everyone for listening to this episode of All Things Covered. If you like what you hear, make sure to follow and leave a five star rating on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back soon where you can expect all things to be covered. Peace. On May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? <laughs> Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount+. Plus.